But how do I get over there? I ask, staring across the sea at my new home. The island I'm gazing at appears to float on the water like a tall ship stationary in its port. Currently, it's cosseted by a calm and inviting sea. The waves are barely gentle ripples on the surface as they caress the island on this clear, sunny day. But I can easily imagine on a day when the wind is gusting fiercely, the waves might look a little less friendly as they batter the grey, craggy rocks that surround the island. The young man who is my designated guide for today looks at me with a bemused expression. By boat, of course, he says, in his broad Cornish accent. You do right now, anyway. When the tide is out, you can use the causeway. I was under the impression there was a permanent path over to the island. I'm sure that's what it said in my email. I reach into my bag for my phone, but my guide shakes his head. No, Aurora is a tidal island. When the tide is out, there's a stone causeway, but when the tide is in, he gestures down the side of the harbour wall towards a white and purple motorboat moored there. You take Doris here. But Fisher, isn't it? I ask, double-checking I've got his name right. The young man nods. Fisher, I don't know how to drive a boat. I look in horror at the small motorboat bobbing about on the water. Fisher grins at me. Sorry, I mean, sail. I apologise. No, you were right the first time. It's drive. Then, why are you smiling? I'm becoming more anxious about this new job by the second. I so need everything to go well this time. It's my chance to prove that I can cope with minor assignments. Otherwise, I'll never be given the big ones again. Earlier, when everything was going smoothly and to plan, I'd felt a little more comfortable. Fisher had met me and my little dog Fitz off the train after our long journey down from London to the most southerly tip of Cornwall. He'd proceeded to load all my luggage into a Land Rover without a single complaint. As we'd driven towards my temporary new home, Fisher had told me all about the busy little harbour town of St Felix, and for the first time since I accepted it, I'd begun to feel that this new assignment might actually be a good thing. It was once we'd arrived at the harbour to cross over to the island that things began to go downhill. Look, I say now, trying to pull an email up on my phone with one hand while holding Fitz's lead with the other. It says here, the weather station is on an island a few hundred metres out to sea, but you can easily walk across from the town of St Felix using the causeway. And your message there would be right, Fisher says cheerfully. At low tide, you can indeed walk or drive across to the island, but it's not low tide right now, is it? Clearly not, I mutter, staring at my email as my heart sinks further. The offer to come to Cornwall had come completely out of the blue. Due to ill health, I'd been on an extended leave of absence from my position as a senior meteorologist at Met Central in London. Now I was feeling much better, I'd assumed I'd be returning to my old job. But my boss had phoned and suggested that this opportunity might be just what I needed to get back into the swing of things. A little more gently, had been her exact words. As she'd gone on to explain what this new job entailed, I'd had a gut feeling it might be trouble, but I had little choice in the matter. Either I took this temporary position and proved I was capable again, or the career I'd worked so hard for over the years was just going to slip away from me like so much else in my life had recently. 
At least this way I was still clinging on to some sort of career. Much like the barnacles on the harbour below me, it might be easier to let go, but there was no way either I or they intended to release our grip just yet. Look, sky, isn't it? Fisher asks, imitating me. I glance at him to see if he's trying to be clever, but I just see a kind, tanned, handsome face looking back at me. His dark chocolate eyes are wide and his expression completely innocent. It's hard to imagine Fisher ever deliberately ridiculing anyone. Do you mind if I call you Sky? No, of course not, I say, still peering down apprehensively at the boat. If you want to, we can wait until later and head across to the island when the tide turns, he suggests. Then I can drive you over in the Land Rover, no worries. But you seemed so keen to get over there and get cracking when you arrived. I thought you'd want to go immediately. <laughs>